0: Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner.
1: We're in a series, I'm gonna pray here in just a moment, but we're in a series that I started last week. It's called, I Have Decided. And um, the best decision, how many of you know the best decision that you can make is just simply to say, you know what, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Like the best decision you can make is to follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. Last week, we talked about the importance of the decisions that we make. In fact, you are today largely in part due to the decision that you've made in your past. Like you are a product of the decisions that you make. And I'm just saying this, that if you don't like where your life is going right now, I would encourage you absolutely to take back your life and start making some different decisions because it's absolutely foolish to think that you can continue to make the same poor decisions, but yet expect something different in your life. And so listen to this, your life, if you're not happy with it, your life will change at the rate that you're able to make new decisions. How many of you believe that this morning? Let's go ahead and pray real quick. Please bow your heads with me. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, for an incredible time of worship. We thank you for the baptisms. All of us right now, we commit to pray for Savannah going forward this week. We know sometimes that that the week after making such a bold decision can sometimes have its own challenges, but we know this, that Lord, you're gonna be strong in her life. And we're going to pray for her this week. And Lord, I pray that over these next few moments, that as the word goes out, it just hits the mark as your word promises. It doesn't return void. So we thank you and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Guys, I need some volunteers. Austin, if you'll come on up here real quick. Jordan, you're in your 30s, right? 35. Mister Torres, Senior Torres, Senior, where's, where's Senior Torres? Where'd he go? He was there for. Oh, there he is. Senior Torres, come on up here, please, Raul. And um, do we have anybody in their 80s right here, here right now? Anybody in your 80s or 70s? Anybody in your 70s? Come on, please come on up here real quick, real quick. Awesome. No, not real quick. Just make your way up here. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, like we, <laughs> so what I want to do is I want, you to, uh, I want you to get in order. I want Austin right here and Jordan, if you'll be right here. Raul, Awesome. Oh, listen, hey, no, <laughs> no worries, man, bless you, thank you so much. Please go on the other side of, of uh, Raul down there. Guys, this is what I wanted to just illustrate for you just real quick. All of these, these handsome men up here, all of them are named Austin. They're all the same person, but looks like maybe with age, we do shrink just a little bit, just a little bit, not a lot, not a lot. But this is this is Austin in different stages of life. Austin is 16 years old, right? Yeah. 16 years old. What I want you to realize, and I wanna give you the visual is this, that the decision that this young man is making today is going to affect him in his 20s and 30s. And the decision that this man makes today, this guy right here is counting on. Same person, and certainly, the decisions that he make, makes is going to determine the kind of life and legacy, come on, that, that, that he leaves. I want you to realize this, that it can all start right here and, and there begin a downward slope. And I'm just saying it doesn't have to be that way. Let me just paint a picture. Let's say Austin, you know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's certainly, you like girls? Yeah. All right, good, that's good. <laughs> As you should. And so Austin, if he's not careful with his purity, right, he could just give in to all the different things that are that are available to young men out there. And let me just tell you, if your if your head's been in the sand The enemy has absolutely been after our young men. There are things that happen at the age of 14, 15, and 16 years old that determine strongholds in their life. Trust me, as a pastor, I have dealt with men in their 70s and their 80s, and I know you're only 60, but in your 70s. Or their 80s that are dealing with issues that began all the way back here. It went through this stage in life. Maybe there's even been a divorce here because of the stronghold that has started here. And then on and on and on and on. So I want you to realize that if you can fast forward, if you can begin to view your life in your 70s or your 80s, when you're in your your teens... Your decisions absolutely matter, and they make a difference. Can we put our hands together for all of these Austins up here? Thank you guys so much. Please help each other down. So the importance of a decision, the decisions that you make, it determines the direction of your life, and the direction of your life determine, come on, your destination. You don't just accidentally get to a destination in your future that you want to arrive at. In fact, if you leave it up to chance, chances are you're going to be far from the place that you desire to be, and your legacy is absolutely going to be shot. And so listen, life will change at the rate that you change your decisions, I don't know of anybody that woke up one morning, we're in the new year, right? Right? we're into, into February now, and some of you have already given up on your new year's resolutions. It's amazing, some of you didn't even begin them because you already had in your mind that you were going to fail in the first place. What a shame whenever we can't begin to put goals and dreams in place because we have just failed time and time and time and time again. Can I just tell you this? Be a person that puts resolutions in play in your life. Even if you come up short, I promise you, you're going to be better for it. And so here we are. You know what I'm saying? We're in the new year. And I don't know of anybody that, that, that hit January 1 and said, man, this is going to be the year. This is going to be the year that, that I just fall out of shape. I'm going to become 50 pounds overweight. I'm going to become 75 pounds overweight. I don't know of a single person that said, man, 2024 is gonna be my year where I lose all of my money, I file bankruptcy, and, and it's just gonna be so wonderful. It's gonna be incredible. I don't know, and listen, folks, I have literally married close to anywhere between 175 and probably 200 couples. I have never sat at an altar like this. This is where I stand, just so you know. The groom is here. The bride is here. I've never one time heard, come on, as vows are being shared and exchanged. I've never one time heard, you know what, baby? I'm going to give you the best two and a half years of my life, and then we'll see where it goes from there. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's being said is like, listen, listen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be committed to you. I'm gonna walk with you. I'm gonna, you know what I mean? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create such a wonderful life for you. But the truth is, is sometimes in as short as six months, in as short as a year, in as short as five years. What breaks my heart is whenever you've got couples that have been together for 25, 30 years, and then they come to this space and place and time where they, now they call it quits, now they get the divorce. But not one time have I ever married somebody with the idea or them having the intention that hey, this probably isn't going to last. But guess what, it doesn't last. And, and guess what, we do come up short. And guess what, we do make bad decisions. And, and guess what, those, those decisions have consequences. And I've never once met somebody that said, you know what, I think I really wanna just develop a really radical porn addiction. You know what, guess what? This is gonna be the year that I get hooked on pills or, or, or I try methamphetamine for the first time and, and who knows, if I like it, I just might remain. Not once, but guess what? Even in the church today, right now, if we could see all things that could be seen, there's probably many people even in this church that struggle with pornography. And guess what? Our church is no different than any other church. But as church folks, we do a pretty good job of keeping things secret. I've never once met somebody that said, you know what, I'm gonna make this grave decision. I'm, going to, I'm gonna commit this radical sin and then I'm gonna spend the rest of my life lying about it And because I lied about it here. Now I gotta lie about it there and I gotta lie about it here. And so when I'm in my 70s and my 80s, I've got this life of darkness and secrets that nobody really knows. Come on, that I've struggled with since I've been 12, 13, 14 years old. You know what I mean? I spent my life covering lies up so that I wouldn't be exposed. See, if you don't plan, if you don't put a plan in play to protect your life, you're going to wreck your life. And that's just the way it is. We're going to draw deeper on that. But I was doing some research since since October 17th of 2023 because of the United States stance with Israel. How many of you know that we need to continue to stand with Israel? If you don't believe that we need to continue to stand with Israel, I would encourage you come on to pray about that. But because of our decision to stand with Israel, since October 17th of 23, there have been over 200 attacks on U.S. bases. Come on in Iraq, Syria, and Jordan, most of them unsuccessful. Some of them successful, most of them unsuccessful. Why were they unsuccessful for the most part? It was because we were prepared and we were ready. Because we realized that we were in hostile situation, hostile territory. And they were dug in and they put the, they put the protective measures in place. Come on, so that when the enemy attacked, it wouldn't be Devastating. Last week, we talked about the power of a decision and the importance of making good decisions and that leads to your destination. The problem is, is we're not really that good at making good decisions. How many of you know what you should do, but you don't do it, you do the other thing anyway? How many of you would love to be 20, 30, 40 pounds? Come on, less of a person. You know what it takes, you gotta put the fork down. Right. You got to You got to get your steps up to about 15,000 to 20,000 steps a day. What that means is that you've got to begin to move. You know what I'm saying? You might be where you are today because you're not moving and you're eating too much. Really does come down to calories in, calories out. The expenditure of calories, if you, if you burn more than what it is that you consume, then you're going to lose weight. And so we know it doesn't take rockin' scientists, right? We, 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 and then we've got keto diets, and we've got intermittent fasting, we've got all these different things. All that does is help you to put a plan in place so that you can burn more than what you, what you intake. I'm gonna delay my eating, I'm gonna give myself an eating window of six hours a day so that I can only consume so many calories. How many of you put that to the test? I can, dude, I can get my 2,500 calories in six hours, You're right? And so, and so we know what the answer is, but yet we don't make the decision that is going to give us the result that we desire and so therefore we remain but guess what we really don't remain we just keep adding that additional five to ten pounds every single year it's important for you to determine to determine in the good times how you're going to respond in the tough times you need to put a plan in place i used to be in sales and it always blew my mind, Jordan, you'll appreciate this. It always blew my mind. Listen, you're a car salesman. Actually, you're a finance guy right now, right? I want you to participate with me just for a second. You said last week I'm giving all the car guys a hard time. So let me, just give me three objections, objections that people are gonna give you as to why when you say, hey, listen, you wanna wrap this up, let's go, let's go take care of it. What do they say? I need to think about it. Think about it. Okay, that's a good one. What's another one? The payment's too high and I need to talk to my wife. So you got three objections that people regularly give you and there's probably eight to 10 of them. When I was in sales, it just absolutely blew my mind that people wouldn't spend the time to figure out how to overcome the objection. You're only going to deal with the same objections over and over and over and over again. So listen, if you sell anything, why don't you spend time, instead of messing around on Facebook and, 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 and checking out Instagram, like why don't you figure out how to overcome the eight objections that are gonna come your way? And it's the same way with the devil. He is going to attack you the same way or a few certain ways every single time. You're not going to be caught off guard as to how the enemy attacks you. So why don't you spend some time, get off Facebook and scroll on Instagram to figure out, come on, how you can overcome those attacks. Because I'm telling you, he's patient, but he's not very smart. He's going to attack you the same way. In fact, if you were honest, you would say this and you would tell me I'm right, that if you're going to fall, it's going to be in one of a few different ways. It's gonna be in one of a few different ways, amen? So I'm gonna give you a mirror memory or a mirror reminder. Let's go ahead and throw up on the screen. I want you to take a picture of this right now. Write this on your mirror. Look at it every single morning when you're brushing your teeth, shaving your face, whatever. I am not led by emotion. No, each day I live on purpose, becoming more like the person that God has created me to be. Come on, I live On purpose I don't live by emotion see this is the deal if you don't have a plan in place and you're not being led by the Holy Ghost then what's gonna happen is life is gonna throw you a curveball and you're not gonna be prepared for it and now you're gonna make an emotional decision but I don't live by emotion I live come on by purpose and on purpose come on I live by the leading of the Lord And I'm just telling you, this will help you tremendously. So listen, when your values are clear and your goals are set, your decisions become a whole lot easier. We got one amen. Can I get a couple more? When your values are clear and your goals are set, your decisions become easier. Have you ever given in to temptation that you regretted at some point in the future? Everybody said yes. Yeah, right? Of course you have. And the reason is, as I'm just going to share with you, there could be a couple different reasons, but for most of you, it literally was because you were unprepared going into it. You were unprepared. You didn't have a plan in place. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says this, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, the Apostle Paul said to, to the Corinthian church, be courageous and be strong. See, when we would do patrols, I was in the United States Marine Corps, and when we would do patrols and we would be, we would be setting up a site overnight. It's not like we were just like, man, guys, we we made it. Let's just throw out your throw out your sleeping bags and let's just get some rest. No, what we would do is we would begin to dig foxholes. And we would dig foxholes in a strategic way, in a perimeter. And guess what we would do is we would have our, our firing line stick. We would have sticks set up that listen, if we see if I seen any enemy come on. Between this stick and this stick, I had my weapon on the ready. Come on, that area of responsibility was my area. And then my buddy had his stick, and his stick overcrossed mine. And so there was no empty zones. And if somebody came into his line of sight, then that was his area of responsibility. And we would take turns, and we, would, we were dug in, right? We were prepared. One of us would sleep while the other one was awake, usually between two and four-hour shifts. And so we were prepared. We were ready. There was nobody that was going to take us off guard. And this is exactly how it is that you need to handle the enemy that is after you. Listen, I'm going to say this throughout the remainder of the service. But listen, the devil is real and he's after you. And if you don't think he's real, he's already won in the first place. But I'm telling you, you put your name in front of this. He is coming after you. Jody, the devil's coming after you. It's not he might be coming after you. He may show up at some point in the future. I promise you, my friend, the devil is coming for you. And he is coming with one intention in mind, and that is to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to destroy every good thing that God has set up to be good in your life, ultimately destroying your life. It's crazy to me to think that some people don't even feel that the devil is real. Man, oh man, that's the best that's the best weapon right there. Matthew 26 and 41. This is Jesus. He says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. <clears throat> so why prepare? Why be on your guard? Why watch and pray? Because the devil is real and he's coming for you. Second Corinthians two and verse nine. Thank you, babe. I appreciate that. Did you hear me About choking up here? <clears throat> Miss Tina Turner, everybody. Second Corinthians 2 9, it says this I wrote to you so that Satan won't outsmart us, for we are familiar with his evil schemes. First Peter chapter 5 8, be alert and sober in your mind. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. I'm telling you, listen, he's coming against you. He's going to attack you. But how about we determine right now, it doesn't matter what he brings at us, how strong he comes, that we're going to be strong in the Lord. Amen. And even though he has come with intentions to harm me, he's not going to because I'm going to be ready and I'm going to be prepared. Number two is this. You're not as strong as you think you are. See, this is a problem that we all deal with. We think that we're stronger than we really are. We think we can handle more than we really do, but life absolutely reveals to us that we overestimate our ability to resist the devil. You know what the Bible says? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. But we overestimate our ability to resist We don't resist very well because if we did, we wouldn't have the divorce issues that we have. We wouldn't have the pornography issues that we have. We wouldn't have the marital issues that we have. We wouldn't have children, come on, that are unruly that we have to deal with. We wouldn't have workplace issues like we have. We wouldn't have pride issues like we have to deal with. If we really learned how to resist the devil, come on, he would flee. This is literally, they've given it a name. It's called restraint bias. See, our ability to restrain, we think, is stronger, come on, then, than our actual ability to have restraint. And if you don't believe I'm saying the truth, how, how many, I just want you to go with me real quick. Today's Super Bowl Sunday. How many are you going for the Chiefs? Anybody? anybody? You, can, you can be excited if you, if you like the Chiefs. Those poor guys are gonna lose, I can tell you. If that's all the excitement that, they got no chance whatsoever. You are terrible, terrible fans. That's all I can say. Um, anybody like the Chiefs? What is up? Yeah, we love them. Okay, let's try it this. Anybody love the 49ers? Guys, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 49ers are gonna win. That's all there is to it because of how you demonstrated this here today, but you got this new bag of Lay's potato chips. These are original Lay's, right? Brand new bag, and you're like, listen, these Lay's potato chips, I don't know what they do, but every chip has the exact perfect amount of salt, and then it's got that little oil, just that little bit of oil on each on each of the chips and so you break open that bag and your intention is is I'm just going to have a handful a big handful it doesn't matter I'm going to get a handful and then I'm going to be good because there's nothing wrong with the little Lay's potato chips on on Super Bowl Sunday but then all of a sudden 15 minutes goes by come on you've worked your way all the way to the bottom of the bag and you're turning the bag upside down because there are those there are those crumbs at the bottom and you're just like you're banging the bag and it's just all falling into your mouth and you're just like whoo i didn't see that coming I didn't I didn't see that coming and and hours go by man you're celebrating the game you're just like you're, you're up and you got a crowd full of people over at your house and everybody's having a good time and you relieve you go to the restroom come on to relieve yourself and you're walking by the mirror and all you see is like Lay's potato chips in your hair and and they're stuck on your they're stuck on your face and you're like, why is it that nobody told me but going back to the first part of it you were just going to have a handful and that didn't work out real well for you did it see beating temptation it takes an awful lot of energy and you might be able to beat temptation right here but guess what it's going to be there tomorrow and the same temptation is going to be there the next day and the same temptation is going to be there and so listen Our willpower that we're walking in, our willpower over time, if we're not careful, it can literally turn into will weakness. Will weakness. We desire to do things differently, but we find ourselves coming up short, and then we buy into the identity, well, this is just who I am. You know what I mean? I'm Irish, I got a temper, and I like to drink a lot of beer. And that's just the way that God's created me to be, and and, and, you know what, He created me this way and so we just buy into that identity i want to give you three three ways that you can fight off temptation real quick number one you got to reinforce your walls you got to reinforce your walls every military base What you've got is you've either got an incredible wall that surrounds the military base or a a great fence with constantina wire across the top of it, but that base is well protected. Why? To keep the enemy, to keep people that shouldn't be inside the base outside of the base and if you go into a hostile territory let me just tell you this is what it looks like you've got that great wall you're in a foreign land you're there's enemy all around you you've got that wall up but then you've got Constantina wire on top of the wall and then you go outside of the gate and you literally have a maze of Constantina wire that you've got to walk through that is a barrier between come on the wall and it gives you some more space and oh guess what by the way when you're approaching the constantina wire you have to give a password to the marine sentries that are on the wall or at the gate and if you get that password wrong you're in big trouble that password says listen i am authorized to come through the wire why do they do that They do that to set a barrier to create some space and some distance to the danger. They got several things in place so that the enemy is not successful in taking you out. The problem is, is the boundaries that you and I set, oftentimes what we do is we test the boundaries. If this is the boundary, what we do is we're just like, We're testing the boundaries. If you're not married and you're in a dating relationship, this is what it looks like. Instead of being concerned with protecting the purity of the relationship, making sure that you're, you know what I mean? That you're not putting yourself in, 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 in spaces and places that could lead to you making a decision that you really know that God wouldn't be pleased with. Instead of doing that, <clears throat> instead of, Setting up those boundaries and, and sticking to them. This is how we often approach. I wonder how much I can get away away with before it's considered sin. You know what I mean? Like like this isn't this isn't. And I apologize if you're here. This is probably a little bit of a, a little bit of PG thirteen might create some great conversation later but this isn't an intimate relationship if we haven't gone all the way. But you know in, in your heart of hearts that, that what you've been doing isn't pleasing to the Lord. See, some of these things are are meant for the marriage bed, amen? They're meant for the commitment to be made first and then to enjoy all that God has created for men and women to enjoy together in the in the marriage bed amen thank you so listen we've got to predetermine what it is that we're going to do and we've got to create space between us and the temptation what does this look like if you struggle with pornography what this looks like is you setting some things in order that I'm not going to find myself scrolling through my phone or on my computer and I'm just telling you it's always readily available, so you gotta be really strong in this area that I'm not even going to get on that unless I'm in the presence of another person. The only time that I'll use my phone alone is if somebody calls me and then I might even make some some boundaries with that. Why? Because this is something that is absolutely after you that will destroy everything that God has for you, right? So when I was a a youth pastor, I also was the pastor of of, um, a college and career group, uh, 19 to 30 year olds. There was a young man that had come to me, he was in his mid twenties, and he had been struggling with pornography since he was probably 14 years old. And so we prayed a lot and we talked a lot and I met with him on a regular basis and we put some plans in place and the plans thank God he was just so open and honest how many of you know we need open and honesty come on when we're when we're going through our struggles right and guess what if somebody is open and honest with you the worst thing that you can do is stand in a position of judgment against that person I'm telling you what, one of the reasons why we've got so many suicides, probably a lot more reason than this, but because they feel like they don't have a place. People, these young people don't have a place. Come on, to be protected, to be real about the situations that they're dealing with. Pornography, I promise you, is one of those reasons. So this young man comes to me and we've got this plan and we're working through and he continues to come up short. He continues to come up short. I would never give this advice again, but it worked in this situation. He came up to me, he said, pastor, and he was just shame all over him. I, he said, listen, man, I just blew it again. I absolutely, I blew it again. And so I just, I, I just had this crazy thought and I just said, hey, listen, we're gonna approach this differently. I said, the next time that you feel like looking that porn on your phone, this is what I want you to do. I want you just to give into it. I want you just to absolutely just give into it. He said, what? I said, yeah, that's what I want you to do. Give yourself a pass and just do it. But before you do it, this is what I want you to do. I want you to get down. And he wasn't, he was not a, he was not a, a guy that was super athletic, but he, he, I said, listen, I want you to bang out a hundred push-ups before you look at it. And he came back and he said, Listen, I haven't, I had have, like a month later, he said, I haven't, I haven't looked at it one time. Like I said, I don't know if that's the best advice, but sometimes you've got to do things radically different. Like sometimes there has to be a, a time where it, whatever it is, you realize that it's going to cost you more than just, than just giving in like you've learned to give in time after time after time after time. I can tell you this, that when I was drinking and going out all the time, I did things under the influence of alcohol that I would have never done in my right mind. I would have never done it. And so so the idea, and I wrestled with this, well, listen, I'll just go out and I won't drink. That didn't work because I was with all my friends in the environment that was just supported and set up for me to drink in. And so literally from one day to the next, I quit drinking. I got rid of all of the contacts of the friends that I had in my, in my, in my circle that, that had to do with drinking and and i was just gone from one day i was there the next day i was absolutely gone and those are the decisions that i had to make and so listen if there's something that continues to trip you up you've got to get aggressive with that something because that's the way that you're going to overcome that thing you can't deal with it the same way that you've dealt with it in the past number 2 is this you got to magnify the cost every time you sin Every time you give in to temptation, there's a cost associated with it. And so what I'm asking you to do is magnify the cost, blow up the cost. You literally have to say, listen, what is the worst thing that could happen if this thing was exposed? By me giving in to this, man, it could cost me my marriage. Wow, it could stain my name. Wow, I could lose my job, right? I could lose the respect of the people Come on, that, 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 I've, that I've built a lifetime trying to gain, or I could end up in prison. See, there are consequences to sin, and those consequences, before you dive into the, into the sin, you should ask yourself, like, listen, if this is exposed, if people find me out, then what is the absolute worst thing that could happen? And I'm telling you that sometimes pausing for that second, it might be enough to keep you from following through with that sin. And the biggest thing that could happen is is you could break God's heart. I don't know about you, but God has been so good to me, right? He's been so good to me. He's been better to me than I deserve. And so I want to spend my life, and I don't do it all the time, but I wanna spend my life giving him glory and living a life that is pleasing to him, amen? A life that he can use, so good. Numbers chapter 32 and verse 23, says, listen, and this is sobering, you will be sinning against the Lord, and be sure that your sins will find you out. See, the devil is going to attack you. My question is, is that when he does, are you going to be ready for it? Number three, this is number three, devise an exit strategy. I was stationed in the Philippines for two years, and our main job was to do jungle patrols around what they call the naval magazine. They had all kinds of bombs and C4s and ammunition on this naval magazine that they were utilizing to to support the war that was going on, Desert Storm, Desert Shield at the time. And our job was to patrol the jungles around it because if the wrong people were able to get those ammunitions in their possession, it just would have been a bad situation. And so, but in the 80s, so I was there in, in, in the middle of 1990. In the 80s, in the Philippines, they had a coup attempt. And the US Marines were on point and ready to go to defend the militia from taking over the government. And so because this happened just in our recent history, another one of our jobs was to prepare, come on to protect the embassy, to protect the the Philippine government in the event that it was the New People's Army, it was just a a radical group that was just up to no good. And so we would, we would put these EEPs in place, and these are emergency evacuation plans. And so in the event that there was an attack on the embassy, we had everything figured out from extracting people, come on, to finding you know, safe protocols, you know, safe areas around the, around the embassy if we couldn't get them out by helicopter, safe areas that they could, that they could go to, transportation protocols, communication protocols. I mean, we just, we, we had everything so that we were on point that in the event that this happened again, that we would even be better prepared. Why is that important? Because there was an enemy that was trying to overthrow something that we stood for, so we had to be ready for it. Once again, what is the enemy doing? Where is he attacking you? What can you put in play today when you're, when you're in peace? Come on, that's going to help you whenever, whenever he's coming at you strong. Genesis 39 and verse 6, Joseph, the Bible says, was very handsome. And he was a well-built young man. And Potiphar's wife, she soon began to look at him lustfully. Man, she, this girl was aggressive. She said, come and sleep with me, she demanded. This is a woman that was straight to the point. She had one thing in mind. And listen, it was it would have been easy for Joseph to give in. He was a young man, probably had never been with another person before. He was a good-looking young man. And he had a lot of hardships that led up to this to this point in time he was literally almost like a he was a slave come on in potiphar's house that was given a great deal of of uh, of 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 favor but nonetheless potiphar's wife is like listen this is what i demand of you and he could have easily just given into it but let me tell you what he didn't do he didn't give into it because back here when he, was, when he was having these dreams from God and, and God was saying, listen, he was revealing the plans that, that, that he had for Joseph, right? Back here, he made some decisions that no matter what happens throughout the entirety of my life, Lord, I'm going to do things what's pleasing in your sight. And so he was prepared. He had that, that, that plan, that emergency plan in place. But today, guess what happens? I want you to lean in just real quick, even if you've been checked out for a minute. Today, what happens is we begin to blame God because things don't go the way that we plan for them to go. And so this is what Joseph could have done. God, it's your fault that my brothers, my very own blood, they threw me into a pit. God, it's your fault you know thank god they didn't kill me but it's your fault that they sold me into slavery and it's your fault that they led me into a foreign place and it's your fault that i'm separated from my friends and my family and my people it's your fault it's your fault and so when we start blaming god that it's his fault what we do today part of our culture is and i've done it myself part of our culture is listen god you weren 't there for me so i'm just i 'm going to do whatever it is that pleases me and i 'm just telling you this that that's a that 's a dangerous place to be and I would just ask you if you 're in that space and place right now, ask God to forgive you of your sins, amen and come out from from that place but somebody say he resisted but guess what did Joseph after he resisted come on uh, uh, potiphar 's wife did that did that mean that the that the temptation went away. No, he had to see her the next day and he had to see her the next day. And she was after him. One point, the Bible says that she laid his, her hands on him and to get away from the situation, come on, he literally threw off his garments and ran out of that place naked. Do you know why? Because by him giving in to the temptation of being with her, that would have cost him more Than his jacket or whatever it is that he was wearing. Genesis 39 and verse 12 says this: But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. First Corinthians chapter 10, 13, and God is faithful. I'm closing with this. God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure. I want you to know this, that God is always faithful. Can you just say that? God is faithful. He's not faithful half of the time. He's not faithful 80% of the time, 90% of the time. God is always faithful. So listen, I wanna to talk to where you are right now. If you're dealing with financial issues, all you wanna do is you wanna be wealthy and rich and, and, and you're just never satisfied in the area of finances, I want you to know that God is faithful. Come on, if you're here and you've got, if you've got relationship issues, come on, you go from one broken relationship to another broken relationship to another broken relationship, I want you to know this, that God is faithful. Come on, if you're having problems with your children, you've raised them a certain way, but it's, they're acting like they, they, they didn't pay attention to anything that you taught them, I want you to know that God is faithful. If you've got lustful desires, if you've got, if you've got just you're messed up, come on with with lust and desire and things like that i want you to know this that god is absolutely faithful he is faithful 100 of the time so when you see the temptation whatever that temptation is that causes you to trip and stumble and trip and stumble when you see that temptation this is what i want you to remember are you ready i want you to remember to look for the exit I want you to remember to start looking for the doors because he said he will always, not some of the time, not most of the time, but he will always give you a way out. But when you are tempted, the word of God says, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure. See, nobody plans to mess up. Nobody plans to to be unfaithful. Nobody plans to be to spend more than what they make. Nobody plans to eat more than 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 what it is that they need. But this is the deal we live especially here in the United States of America. We live by the way that whatever it is that I want, I'm going to pursue it and I'm going to get it whether it's good for us or not. Sometimes I I think that third world countries have it just a little bit easier, but they have their own issues that they deal with. And I just want you to know this, that, that nobody plans to mess up, but most of us do. All of us do, let's just be honest. So my question is this, is where are your vulnerabilities? Where is it that the enemy, if he's going to get you, what are those areas? And now what I want you to do is I want you to put a plan in play how it is that you're going to, how it is that you're gonna combat that. And see, listen, you really need to put a plan in play. Those EEP emergency evacuation plans, not only did we know them, not only did we memorize them, not only did we know what our responsibilities were, but we had them written down on paper so that the next group that was coming that we could train them the same way. Do you have something Come on, that you need to get the victory over and then realize that, wow, maybe God might use you. Come on to help the next person that's dealing with the same thing. That's how it works, amen. Can't even tell you how many people I've had a chance just to connect up with, people that have had addictive personalities. Even if their addiction wasn't the same as my addiction, come on, I could relate. Having to You know what I mean? Finding yourself doing something that you knew was not good for you, but not having the control to overcome it. But in Jesus, how many of you know that you can overcome anything? Amen. 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 My last statement is this, and then I'm going to pray for you. You don't have to resist tomorrow what you're able to eliminate today. And I'm just telling you this, that you, whatever it is that you're fighting, like you may not be able to eliminate it today, but I'm just telling you, there's going to be a day if you continue to fight, even after failure, there's going to be a day where you're going to eliminate that thing. And then guess what? From that point forward, you're not going to have to worry about resisting it anymore. But guess what? There will be something else that you'll have to go through the same process with. I believe that this life is gonna be a life of fighting for Jesus, walking in the spirit so that we do not fulfill the lusts and the desires of the flesh. I don't think that's ever gonna go away, but I'm telling you, it can change. There are things that I don't deal with today that had very strong strongholds in my life years ago. Amen? So listen, all of this is just pie in the sky. It's wishful thinking if you're not saved, if you're not in Christ Jesus. So there, there, there literally may be some here today and it's very possible, I'm sure, certain of it, there are some here today that if you were to die today, you wouldn't know if you were saved or not. Like you've heard about Jesus and you've kind of heard some things about God, but, but you, you would say that I don't personally know him. And as far as the afterlife goes, I don't know if I'd go to heaven or hell. And I'm just saying this, I'm going to make it easy. Somebody say there's good news. Somebody say there's really good news. I'm going to make it so easy for you that you can leave today absolutely knowing one way or the other. But once again, it comes down to a decision. Your decision determines your destiny. Absolutely in this situation. The Bible says that for those who believe that I am who I said I am, How many of you know that Jesus is the Son of God? How many of you know He's the only begotten of the Father? How many of you know that God is manifest? He's 100%, Jesus is the the manifestation of God 100% in the flesh. How many of you know that Jesus created all things that were created before He was manifest in the flesh? Right? How many of you know that He chose to take on a flesh suit? He was born of a virgin. What was her name? Yeah. How many of you know that he lived 33 years of life? How many of you know that as a man, he didn't sin one time? How many of you know that he was tempted and tried in every way possible, but he did not sin? Everybody's blaming the Jews. Everybody's blaming the Romans. Everybody's blaming everybody as far as who and why Jesus was killed on a cross. But how many of you know that Jesus himself said, no man took my life. I laid it down willingly. How many of you know that he laid it down with you and me in mind? How many of you know that he was the perfect lamb of God, the sacrifice that washes away the sins of the world, and all you have to do is just but believe in him? How many of you know that you're, how many of you know that you're saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest anyone should boast? So there's nothing that you can do to add to the work of the cross. Even baptism, is as, as important as baptism is, It's our first opportunity to be obedient to the work that God is doing in our life. How many of you know that that water doesn't save you? You are saved by grace through faith i believe in you the holy spirit's doing a work working in my life lord i believe in you i don't even know how this is all going to play out but i believe you are who you said you are the holy spirit's working on your life right now revealing to you that what i'm saying is absolutely true that jesus is the way the truth and the life that nobody comes to the father except through the son you can't be good enough you can't give enough Muhammad's not going to get you there. Buddha's not going to get you there. None of these other gods are going to, the people elevate. Your money's not going to get you there. Somebody else can't make the decision for you after you've lived your life rejecting Jesus. Somebody else can't say, you know what? I'm going to stand in this place and be baptized for this person. Let me tell you this. Jesus loves us all so much that if somebody goes to the de- their death, they will have been given so many times to receive him because he's always reaching, he's always loving, he's always revealing. You got one life to give to him. And guess what, the beautiful thing is, is you could give it just like the thief on the cross gave it gave it at the last second and Jesus turned to him and said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. He never served, he never gave, he never went to church. All he did was believe. And, he, and Jesus looked at him, this day you'll be with me in paradise. But why in the world would you want to put that to chance, right? There are some people that they're here one second, they're gone the next. You could get in your car, drive home, somebody run a red light, and you're just like, well, maybe I'll give, maybe I'll give God my life, you know what I'm saying, when I'm old. Well, you might not make it there. And I'm just saying this, what are you afraid of? What are you really afraid of losing in this life? Because it's a lie of the enemy. When you say yes to Jesus, you gain everything. You absolutely gain it all. So how do, you, how do you say yes to Jesus? The Bible's clear. It says, listen, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is who he says he is, that he, that he died for your sins, this is what you do. Say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I do believe that you died for my sin. Would you please forgive me of my sin? Will you save me? And it's not just about salvation, like salvation is everything, right? But it's about him being the Lord of your life. It's about you falling in love with Jesus so much that you say, you know what? I've, I've, I've made a bunch of decisions in my life and they haven't. Some of them have turned out okay, but a lot of them not. I trust your direction for my life more than I trust my direction for my life. That's what you do. Jesus, will you save me? Will you come into my life and be my Lord and Savior? Today I give you my life. And so listen, that's what you do. And if you're here this morning and you don't know if you're saved right now, I want to walk with you through that prayer. We're all gonna pray it together. I'm not gonna have you come down here and you know, we're not gonna put you, you know, put you on display. But this is what I want to know is that if you're here and you don't know if you're saved and you want to be saved, I'm going to ask you to boldly just raise your hand right now. If you want to receive Jesus, I want you to raise your hand. I see you all over. Anybody else? Raise your hands if you want to receive the Lord. I see you right there, sir. Thank you. Anybody up top? Up top. All the way in the balcony. Awesome. So good. Online, I want you to know that you can pray this prayer as well. Before we pray, is there anybody else? You're just like, listen, that's me. I want to be counted in that. Anybody else? Come on. Anybody? I see you right here. Thank you guys so much. So good. So listen, everybody, let's stand to our feet. I'm going to say a prayer, and I want you to make this prayer personal. Make it your own this morning. Before I pray that specific prayer, I'm just going to give thanks Lord, I thank you for today, and I thank you for these baptisms today. These are people saying yes to you, and I ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would just direct our steps, Lord. Let us recognize that at all times, there's an enemy that's prowling around like a lion, seeking by which who he can devour, and he wants to take everything that is good and destroy it, ultimately our lives. But, Lord, I pray that you would help us to be on guard, to be watchful, and to be prayerful so that when he comes, he will be unsuccessful. Because we know that sometimes we give the devil too much credit, but my Bible says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And I want to say that again. My Bible says, greater is he that's in me. Greater is the spirit of the living God in me. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. The enemy and anything that he can throw my way. I thank you, Lord, for protection. I thank you for peace. I thank you for salvation. And I thank you, Lord, that you give us a mind. That we can put plans in place as we're led by the spirit come on that that will be so frustrating to the enemy that he'll just get tired just like he was with jesus he tried once try it again try it again try it again and then he just said you know what i'm going on to somebody else and i'm certain he came back but knew that he would be unsuccessful let us to walk above in jesus name in the power of the of the Holy Ghost, Lord. Let us, let us to live and move and breathe and be above and not beneath. And I'm asking you, Lord, right now for those that are saying yes to you. We confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Right now, I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my shortcomings. I believe, Jesus, that you are who the word of God says you are. The only begotten of the father born of a virgin lived a perfect life laid down your life so that anyone that believes in you would not perish but have not only incredible life while we're on this planet but lord eternal life at that and lord i ask you to come into my life forgive me of my sins wash me clean make me new fill me with the holy spirit my life belongs to you. I declare that you are my Lord, that you are my God, and then, Lord, help me to know you and to grow in you all the days of my life. I pray, Lord, that you fill me with the Holy Spirit so that I can be used by you to be an example, an encouragement for others that have struggled, others that are searching, others that are in need of salvation as well, that God, I can be a light in a dark world and point them towards you and walk with them and encourage them through discipleship. I thank you, Lord, and I bless you. My life belongs to you. I pray these things in Jesus' name, and everybody in the house said amen and amen.
0: That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.